Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network presents Streetwise Theology Out of the Ivory Tower and Back into the Hands of the Invisible Church Thanks for listening to Streetwise Theology. My name is Luke Saint. And a couple of weeks ago, there was a big hubbub, uh, uh, much ado about an article that came out called Men Prefer Tattoo-Free Virgins Without Debt. Excuse me, Men Prefer Debt-Free Virgins Without Tattoos. Sorry, I switched that one around. And a couple of podcasts were made, a lot of articles were made about it. I read the article, nothing really to write home about, nothing crazy about the insight, but I remember listening to the Monstrous Regiment podcast, and one of the girls on there asked the question, what does debt-free virgins without tattoos, what does being debt-free, being a virgin, and not having tattoos, what do they all have to do with each other? Today I'm going to try and address that question. Uh, why would this woman or these women in this article, uh, you know, member for debt-free virgins without tattoos. Why would they choose these these three things? Um, you know, there are obviously other options out there to go with, but why would they choose? Uh, why would they choose these three marks? These uh, seems to be. I mean, it's it really is kind of a difficult thing to answer. Like, what really? What do these have to do? What what do these things have to do with each other? Um, I, I believe that there is an answer, and I, I believe the answer is this. I think all three of these, um, uh, all three of these, steal from the future to pay for the present. Now, f- I mean, let me clarify. I'm going to start with um, I'm going to start with tattoos. Uh, you know, as Christians, our, uh, Christianity is a future uh, future oriented. I would argue the only future oriented. Um, religion uh, that has ever existed. Uh, I believe that it uh, prepares and plans for the future, Has always has an eye for the future. In fact, at the end of the article, the writer finishes, um, finishes uh, you know, her thoughts with, young woman, be wise in the path that you choose to walk on. Keep a long-term vision of your life and how you hope it will be someday instead of acting upon all of the what-ifs. She says, keep a long-term vision of your life. I, I, I think that one, uh, whether she realized it or not, I mean, she hardly even mentions tattoos you know, in this article. I, I, you know, I, don't, I don't even think she knows what they have to do with each other. Uh, well, I, mean, I don't want to put words in her mouth, but she, she didn't even talk about tattoos the whole article until the end. She just threw it in there and don't get tattoos. Okay, well, why not? Well, I mean, what's wrong with tattoos? You know, just you just gonna say don't get tattoos arbitrarily in there. So uh, again, the uh, the article is not the greatest article. It's, it's actually it's actually pretty bad in my opinion. But um, I think the that these three things: tattoos, uh, sexual promiscuity, and debt all steal from the future to pay for the present. Let me start with tattoos. Now, I I don't believe that being in debt. And having tattoos are sin. Uh, I think that a tattoo, and i got to say this carefully because I have many friends who have tattoos, and, and, and let me start off by saying, I think I've said this before in this podcast, I think tattoos are cool. Uh, you know, I see you know the sleeves. I mean, come on. It's, I think it's cool. Maybe a lot of people out there don't think they're cool. I think they're awesome. Um, 
And uh, I do believe that there is something to be said for, you know, uh, the passage in the Bible, do not mark yourselves for the dead. Uh, I, I believe there's something to be said. I think that still applies. Um, but, you know, if, if you don't mark yourself for the dead, I, I don't think there's anything sinful about that, uh, putting your favorite Bible verse on there or, you know, maybe um, even getting one of those uh, butterfly tattoo on your ankle. I don't, I don't even think it's sinful. I think that the tattoos steal from the future to pay for the present, and I think that they do it in this way. I think that um, most, if not all, of the people that I have met or I've talked to about their tattoos, um, first off, that there's there's when once you get a two, it's very rare when you just get one. It's extremely rare when you just get one. Once you get one, you have to get another, and you have to get another, and you have to get another. Again, there's nothing sinful about this, but I think tattoos at base level are foolish because I, I've, I think that it's, it's safe to say that the rule is that you would not trust yourself 10 years ago to give yourself a tattoo that you would be happy with now. Most people I know, I'd say, would, would you, if you could, could you get, would you get rid of that tattoo? And they say, yeah, I would. Um, I think a wise person... Um, gets a tattoo 10 years ago that he's still happy with now, maybe 20, 30 years. I think that's a wise person. They, they, they have a long-term vision. They look down the road, and they know that if they mark their body, that they're still going to be happy with it for the rest of their life because it's a lifelong commitment, unless you get wrecking ball or what have you. I don't know what the technology is up to uh, nowadays. But I think most of the tattoos are foolish. You know, 99% of them, I think, are, are, are foolish um, they're, 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 uh, marks of what defines you at that point in your life. And, uh, you know, most Christians I know when they get like, let's, you know, people think, well, what about a Bible verse? You know, that what's wrong with that? And you usually put your favorite Bible verse on there, but you know, you know, 10 years ago, my favorite Bible verse was probably like Romans 11. Uh, and now it's Micah 6, 8. And, you know, 10 years from now, it might be Psalm 1. Um, and, and that all that would be is a constant reminder of what I used to think was my ba- favorite Bible verse. If, if, frankly, if anything, I'd probably get Psalm 119 tattooed on my back. That'd be pretty cool. But then again, I'd probably find a, a reason to not be happy with it and move on from Psalm 119 as my favorite passage. Uh, it's very rare when you have a, a life verse that has been consistent throughout your entire life. I think the people... Um, who at the end of the life, the twilight years, can look back and say, well, it might not have been my favorite at the time, but I realized that the, the my life verse that defined my ministry, defined my life, defined my relationships was this verse right here. And they could look back and say, well, if I got this verse, that would make a, a tattoo, it would make a lot more sense. But I, I think generally most of the tattoos that I have seen are regretted within a decade of, of putting them on. And a lot of people, you know, the, the, instead of trying to get rid of it, they just get another one, uh, a new one. So uh, I, I think tattoos are foolish um, for most people. I think that's the rule. Tattoos are just generally a foolish thing to do. I don't think it's sinful. I don't think it's wicked. And I, I have respect for the people who get tattooed and are still happy with their tattoos even after a long time. I say, there goes a person who knows what he wants. Uh, so again, like I said, I think tattoos steal from the future to pay for the present because it's kind of like saying, I love bell bottoms so much, I'm going to wear them for the next 60 years. And I, because I mean, almost every tattoo is a, is a, oh, is, is a fashion statement. Uh, 
And when you get a fashion statement, uh, you're you're branded by what's popular at the time. Come on, tribal tattoos. Oh, can we talk? Tribal tattoos used to look really cool, but now instead of being a symbol for what is cool, it is uh, a symbol for what is tacky. Now these tribal tattoos, it's it's now a symbol for what is tacky, and and the people who have gotten them back in like you know the the two thousands, the late nineties, whenever they were popular, I, I think they regret them. I, I, they, they were meaningless. Uh, it was just a fashion statement. And, you know, I mean, it's not like dyeing your hair. It, it, it sticks with you for the rest of your life. And, and I can tell you right now, there's no way that I would want to have the same haircut or the same T-shirt or the same uh, thing that's in now. Okay, we'll go for something a little less severe. How about a, how about a, um, a bracelet, a really popular bracelet? I don't want that for the rest of my life. I want to be able to take it off can't take off tattoos. Like I said, I, I think tattoos are foolish. I don't think they're they're sinful unless unless you actually are marking yourself for the debt. I believe that's that's wickedness. Now talking about debt, um, the Bible allows debt. Um, you know the system was uh, seven years, seven years max. Uh, again, you're, this is this is really like the definition of stealing from the future to pay for the present, especially if you have all that interest. Uh, again, I don't think it's sinful, but I think it's foolish. Um, you're you're stealing from the future to pay for the present. You know, you should just be really content with what you have now, rather than getting yourself in in loads and loads of debt. Uh, I mean, talking about college, you know, risking risking uh, you know your future so that you can pay for the present. Now, this is technically in the context of of, of college debt. Uh, from what this article is talking about, they're talking about college debt. Uh, I'm talk- talking about a house debt. You know, um, you know, talking to some people, they say avoid it like the plague. Other people, you know, seem to have you know gotten away with having a 30-year mortgage, paid it off, and you know everything's fine. You know, didn't really suffer financially. Um, you know, I-, I guess we go with what the scripture says, not with what the results are. Uh, but talking about debt. Um, again, is, is textbook stealing for the future, pay for the present for, for something that is not a guarantee. At least a house, you have an asset, right? You can sell it. Uh, you, you can get that money back uh, if you take care of it and you put the time and the effort into it. You have uh, a, a physical asset that you can turn in and pay that debt back if you need to. Um, and you're investing in something physical that you know is worth something. The problem with the college debt is you have no idea you have an inkling, I guess, at best, that this is actually going to pay off. It's a massive risk, uh, especially if you come out like sixty, seventy thousand dollars in debts. You know, even thirty or forty thousand dollars in debt. You need to spend a lot, a lot of time paying that off for something that is not a guarantee that's going to make you that money back. You know, this the epidemic of college debt in the United States is is uh, a standing indictment against the, the students that stole from the future to pay for the present, uh, risking their future to pay for the present of what was popular at the time, that is just going to college, having the experience uh, as my liberal arts degree or what happened, even even engineers, engineering degrees, is it going to pay off? I, I don't know, but I'm going to risk it. Hats off to all my friends who went to college and did not, uh, came out debt-free. The third one, obviously, fornication is a massive 
uh, sin that has, uh, I should say, in, in this, con- in this uh, sense, it's a sin that has massive consequences. Um, the, the debt and the tattoos, the consequences, you know, it can vary and, de- and depend, but no one gets away from um, sexual promiscuity before marriage. Nobody. N- nobody does. The, the the I mean the consequences of that I'm, I'm you know fortunately I cannot speak to because for, frankly I've you know I've never had sex and uh, I've I've never been married and unfortunately too that is um, a very grave distinction that needs to be made in this culture uh, I can't tell you what the negative consequences are but there's a reason that the that Paul puts it in the list of people who will not inherit the kingdom of God. He likens it to adultery and men who practice homosexuality. It's a very serious sin with very serious consequences. Again, stealing from the future to pay for the present. They're risking their future. They're not thinking long-term. They don't have a long-term vision about how is this going to affect me in the future when I am giving this gift that is given to me away, when I'm selling my birthright for a mess of pottage, when I am, I believe it was Spurgeon or somebody said, when I am drinking an ocean of wrath for a drop of pleasure. There are very serious and real consequences to sexual promiscuity, to to fornication. Again, this puts it into the category of stealing from the future to pay for the present. Now, a woman who is walking around with tattoos, has debt, and has been sexually promiscuous before marriage uh, is is a textbook mark of somebody who is not future-oriented. As Christians... We celebrate those people who are future-oriented. We teach each other to be future-oriented. We we look at other people who have been future-oriented, and we and we model their behavior. We listen to them. Uh, we we uh, t- we follow their example. Obviously, the ultimate example is is Jesus Christ. Talk about somebody who was future-oriented. Uh, you know, he he suffered uh, the wrath of God for us, all the while thinking. I mean, who knows what he was uh, thinking, but I, mean, I suspect he was thinking about the future, about how he's, his sacrifice is going to redeem his children. Being future-oriented is a big part of being a Christian, especially a Reconstructionist. You know, we're, we are, most of us are, are post-millennial. We're always thinking about the future, how our decisions uh, affect the future, and somebody who's walking around with debt, tattoos, and um, you know, and, and is a, f- a fornicator or has uh, committed fornication, uh, is somebody who is pretty much broadcasting. I don't think about the future. I am stealing from the future to pay for the present. And for guys who are wise enough, and this is also for girls, because girls, I hope, would prefer um, debt-free. Uh, men, uh, male virgins without tattoos. The same goes for men. Um, anybody who do th- anybody who does these things uh, is bro- is broadcasting to their future potential mate. I am not a future oriented person. I'm not thinking about the future, and that is a big warning sign. That that is a huge warning sign for somebody. You don't want to marry somebody who's not future oriented, who's always living for the present. You know, we 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 sh- we eschew, we shun um, existentialism. 
That's, that's, that's secular humanism. That's, that's stuff of the devil. We're always planning for the future. The mark of, a good, of, a, of an effective Christian is one that does not steal from the future to pay for the present. Let me reiterate by saying, again, I don't think tattoos are sinful. I don't think being in debt is sinful. Obviously, fornication is. But what do these three things have to do with each other? They all steal from the future to pay for the present. Let me read you a verse from Psalm 37, 37. Mark the blameless man and observe the upright, for the future of that man is peace. But the transgressors shall be destroyed together. The future of the wicked shall be cut off. We are future-oriented people as we live this life. We've got to be thinking about, I mean, is that not why we are in the situation we are in? Because our forefathers did not think about us. When they were in their revival tent meetings and were talking about Christ coming back any single day 200 years ago, LOL, who was thinking about us? Who was thinking about our children? Who was thinking about our children's children? Not one single thought was given to my children or me. They never thought I was going to come along. As as a culture, these people were thinking this. Uh, As a Christian culture... Anyway, nobody was thinking about generations down the road. We need to start thinking about that right now. And one way to start doing it is to not have sex before marriage. You got to start thinking about that. We got to be future oriented people. We got to get pornography and sexual sin and things that steal from the future to pay for the present out of our lives. Start sacrificing for the next generation. By the grace of the Lord, we will see it all the way through. Be strong and courageous, my friends. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Streetwise Theology, brought to you by the Mid-Atlantic Reformation Society and Reconstructionist Radio. Please visit reconstructionistradio.com and thinkandreform.org. Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ, our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows. Or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce, including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit ReconstructionistRadio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His Kingdom.